0: You're listening to the Lucas Ask You Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only Lucas Ask You. Hello, world! Welcome to the Lucas Ask You Experience. The farewell tour is humming along quite nicely, I must say. I was just in Chicago with uh, a couple LA faithful members for a few days, but back in the studio and excited for today's episode. This is actually going to be a two-parter for, for all you listening, but not necessarily back-to-back episodes. So I promised on this farewell tour to provide you episodes with new guests, but also bring back some of the legends that have made this podcast the way it is. I don't know if I would consider my brother, Christopher Askew, a legend. Well, maybe he, he is one on the curling ice at the Ottawa Curling Club, uh, but I wanted to bring my brother on one more time for a couple of reasons. One, so he could extend the record of most appearances on the show and put that record out of reach. But two, to provide some perspective to me, as he is also about to become a a dad, he's actually going to become a dad sooner. It's actually in a few short weeks. The the Askew brothers are in for a real change of life, and they always have to emulate one another. So today's conversation is part one, pre-baby arrival. Don't worry, we won't talk all, all, all baby, uh, but I do want to get his uh, opinion on the up a baby stroller uh, as I'm currently in the market of uh, purchasing one. And then we'll catch up with, uh, with Christopher next month after his baby arrives. I'm sure some of the things we talk about will be very different pre versus post. So without further ado, let's bring on the second funniest Ask You sibling, my brother, Christopher Askew. Welcome to the LA Podcast. Well
1: thanks for having me, Lucas. I, I feel like it's been a it's been a while since you spoke.
0: It has. We actually saw each other for the first time in Ottawa. My very first appearance in Ottawa. Glad we were finally able to see each other in a non-winter season, as well as our entire family getting together. All six of us, soon to be all eight of us in, under one roof.
1: Yeah, that was that was quite the trip and it was uh we were we were packed into uh, our, our house there for a bit. Uh, but it was still, it was, it was really great to, to see you guys. And, and it said it'd been the first time the whole family had been together since, uh, since our wedding. So that was, that was nice to see.
0: And the, the accommodations couldn't have asked for anything more. You really rolled out the red carpet. Let's just say the plushness of everything that we, we ate, we slept on. Uh, I think it was one of my favorite air mattresses that, uh, I, I've used, uh, to date. So thank you again for uh, allowing my chiropractor uh, to kind of have to realign me when I got back. You were uh, you were a gracious host, as always.
1: Well, I was just returning the favor from la- last time I came to your house. I remember sleeping on an air mattress, too. So <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't wanna, I didn't feel like you earned the full bed status that our parents did.
0: We're, we're having you on the podcast. We're excited to go out with a bang. Wanted to bring on the Person with the, the most appearances on on the show. Thank you again for for making the time. I, I really have no script, so this is just all uh, ask you conversation. You uh, can give the folks uh, a little understanding of what we talk about on a week to week basis.
1: Well, yeah, uh, it's. I mean, I think since since that trip that you kind of came uh, in July, we then we took I think eight weeks off of talking with each other because kind of felt like we ran out of conversation there for a bit. So. Uh so sometimes we have to save up uh some distance in between the times we talk otherwise we uh we can run out of conversation but I'm sure with uh with the new uh children on the way we're going to kind of reenergize some of those conversations now
0: We're T minus but 3 weeks to uh the hopeful arrival of your your baby girl uh how how are you feeling what's uh t- talk me through like a prized fighter before a fight uh how are you how are you doing mentally
1: well, so we're actually we're actually at the two week mark. So we're uh, just uh, about just uh, just over two weeks. So it's uh, it could be any day now, I guess. So uh, I think I think we're both both my wife and I we're we're ready now for for uh, our for her to come. We know we know it's a we know it's a daughter. So we 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 got that. Uh, we didn't want to be surprised with that uh, news. Uh, so we're definitely ready for her to kind of come. We spent most of last weekend kind of getting the room ready and. In those last-minute things today, we put the car seat in, in the vehicle. So I think at that point uh, we're good to go, aren't we?
0: It's basically on autopilot now. You're you're just on cruise control until until it arrives and the upheaval then begins.
1: Yeah, uh, we didn't. Uh, we opted not to take any of the parenting classes. Uh, we had a class scheduled uh, one day this week, but it happened to fall on our anniversary. So we decided to go for dinner instead of learning about uh, the basics of being a parent. So I don't know if that makes us a bad parent already, but in today's day and age, there's so much information now you can get online and it's, it's readily available. And everybody, I don't know if you've noticed this, but everybody comes up to me now and is telling me their stories about when their birthing experiences and their their advice as a parent, what to do with a newborn. Just,
0: just the birthing experience. Are they actually walking you through play by play of what's happening in that labor room?
1: Some people have, and I don't know why, because I had I didn't ask them for that information. But people are definitely seem to be really willing to give their uh, these uh, their details of this intimate time. But so I, I've definitely heard more than my fair share of birthing stories, and uh, and gotten enough advice. So I think I'm ready then. Uh, skip those uh, parenting classes.
0: Do you think there's anything equivalent that people love to give advice for or the recommendations? Like, for example, when you go on a trip, you may ask your friends, oh, what are some good restaurants or places to go? I always find it difficult of, unless it's an absolute great place, I don't want to share that with people. But I feel with parenting and and having a newborn, everything. People are just wanting to share so much, overshare information that you almost get, it's information overload for for Julie and definitely myself that I don't even know who to listen to. At that point, it becomes white noise.
1: Well, exactly. And you you hear uh, conflicting stories, right? That somebody does it, you know, know, helps their baby sleep using this method and it works. And some people say that method doesn't work. And so you never know who to believe And At the end of the day, it's, you know, every baby is going to be different. So uh, sometimes I don't really know why people are telling me all these different kind of uh, tidbits about their children. But I think it's just one of those natural things where people are always so proud of their children that they just – it's something that they want to share. And I, I think we could imagine our mom probably sharing stories of us to uh, to random strangers on the street. That, that wouldn't surprise me.
0: Do you think she's still doing that to this day?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, – <laughs> Yeah, she's even started bringing up stories about me as a child now to to my wife when she you know gets to talk to her and things like that. So uh, it's just a natural proud kind of parent uh, in most people.
0: Well, as I alluded to in the upfront, this will be a pre versus post discussion. So when we bring you on in a month, uh, we'll see if your tone changes and you're just flooding me with with advice on uh, the dos and don'ts.
1: I don't think that's a, that's. I don't think that's really my personality to really uh, tell people what, kind of what what to do because it's it's always going to be so different. Uh, you know, some babies are going to be more demanding than others and require certain things, and you're just going to have to uh, figure it out. I think that's that's. I mean, that's kind of how both me and my wife are going to be. I'm just figure things out and we'll find what works for us. And you're going to have to you know figure that stuff out on your own. So there's not too much advice I can kind of give you other than. Maybe what, what strollers to buy and uh, what cribs to buy or things like that.
0: I'm glad you – it was a nice lead-in because regardless if you didn't want to give me advice, I was going to ask for your advice as I was searching out the sponsor of today's episode. Uh, it was really focused on the, the baby stroller aisle. I, I felt this would be a, a great episode for um, just all the baby gear to, to want to join and participate in the LAE. Uh, and Up A Baby, the Up a Baby stroller was – was one that uh, really came top of mind but before i brought them on the podcast um i wanted to make sure that they were a reputable brand talk me through your your stroller purchasing experience because i, I know this was a a big source of excitement uh in in your space of actually investing in
1: <laughs> well, well said i couldn't have said that better myself but uh that definitely purchase was the one that hurt hurt me the most because uh the other things that we kind of bought didn't seem too bad. They were, you know, $50 here, $100 there. What happened to strollers? I mean, basically, I was buying a mini vehicle at this point. I mean, they're so expensive. And uh, we talking to our mom about it. She, you know, she paid, you know, 20th the price of what we paid for a stroller. And that was only 30 years ago. I mean, inflation is one thing, but the, the strollers that they make now, it's just, it's kind of gone to a whole new level. And uh, our, our our process was a little easier in the sense that we had a, we were given a car seat uh, from my wife's uh, sister. So we wanted maybe a compatible car seat for that would hook into or lock in or whatever that terminology is used in the world uh, to clip into the stroller. And so there's only certain strollers that would kind of be more compatible with this car seat. So it really helped narrow our focus. And I'm really thankful for that because when we walked into the store, the selection was just too much. and pretty overwhelming. And so we kind of really just narrowed in on this one brand that was compatible with the car seat. and, And we did like it. And we just kind of waited for it to go on sale. And that's when we... That's when we made the buy, but uh, we didn't go with the upper baby. It was a little, it was a little out of our budget for, for us. But, uh,
0: so w- which one did you end up going with, if you can share with uh, the masses here today?
1: It, the brand name is called Nuna. I don't know what like, the model number is. I know that they have now a couple models out there, but uh, it's the Nuna stroller, and we really like it because it's, very, it's, a, it's more compact. Uh, we didn't want one of those ones that uh, extends really far out there. So when you're trying to maneuver in and out of uh, places, uh, we wanted one that can just kind of uh, is a little more compact and easily folds down to get into a, into in, in the vehicle. And that's that's what it does. And so we're pretty happy with that. Um, we're the Upper baby one. Um, it's very popular out here, but it comes with a bassinet.
0: And oh, so that's is it what, kind of like a uh, buy one, get one free type deal? Is it an uh, added incentive or you need the bassinet for a certain reason?
1: Well, oh, you're really going to test my expertise here. but And I might be completely wrong when I answer this question. But basically, the bassinet allows it – it's a completely flat – it's completely <laughs> It's completely flat. So it allows a a newborn baby <laughs> – Yeah, You know, we're going to have to cut that off because I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: So the bassinet allows a newborn baby.
1: Well, I think I think you're allowed to keep a newborn baby in the stroller when it's in a bassinet because the newborn baby needs to be in a certain kind of position and it needs to go flat. And so our stroller, for example, actually doesn't uh, doesn't uh, go flat. And so it. A newborn baby couldn't be in our stroller right away. Um, but for us, we're not as worried about it because it would just mainly be in the car seat at the beginning. And when she's born, it's going to be wintertime. And so she, she's not going to be in the stroller as much. So in our situation, we didn't care. But it's very common if you were to have the baby in the spring and she's going to be outside um, that you would want that bassinet so that you could have the newborn in the stroller. and. And in our if we were to buy the Nuna, uh the bassinet comes separately, which is another like three hundred dollars. Within the Upper Baby it's included into the stroller price. So if you don't want the bassinet, it's really hard to justify buying the Uppa Baby. But a lot of people that want the bassinet then it, then it's a much more reasonable price.
0: So it, it really does sound to me that you actually did take a class because you your expertise on on strollers and just the the versatility the integration of the the car seat into the stroller doesn't sound like someone just off the street you you've definitely done your homework here
1: i i, I wish i could have remembered the salesperson's name at uh bye bye baby in in ottawa because i could have given her a uh, a little uh shout out but uh she was very she was very helpful and uh Explained a lot of these these things to me. So, uh, yeah. now
0: are, are they running on commission like a car salesman is? Because as you mentioned, these the stroller prices are like a minivan, so to speak. So, is, are the, the salespeople at Bye Bye Baby kind of operating under the same guise of a, a car salesperson? Like, do they have to go to their manager to, to see if the the price that you're willing to to pay is is at at the level of the store?
1: Not, not at all uh, you no, you couldn't be more far from the truth uh no they're just they i think they they work on a regular hourly sal- salary because when we purchased the vehicle or vehicle the uh, the stroller they don't they don't they didn't ask for who our salesperson was and anything like that they weren't trying to upsell you um they're very good though you can just again we found out what we wanted we put it into i guess the an an app and then it let let us know when it went on sale to a more reasonable price i still feel like we overpaid by the hundreds of dollars but that's what you got to do i guess it,
0: it's it's the nature of the industry that you're uh, you're getting that we're both getting into frankly
1: yeah it, it felt i that was the one purchase where i felt a little bit of the keeping up with the Joneses syndrome because there definitely were strollers out there that were a few hundred dollars cheaper and sure their wheels weren't uh the, the nice big rub everybody loves these nice rubber wheels that can kind of go through you know that can roll over everything and and in here in Canada where we do have some you know the weather isn't that great and and the roads are not in good shape I, I could see having some good suspension in the in the stroller has some merit but I I really struggled with paying the, the amount we did for the stroller but Again, we got a we got a, a car seat included into it, so that kind of helped ease ease the pain a bit.
0: Okay, who would have thought the first twenty minutes of our our conversation, just a podcast episode, would be focused on on baby talk? Wow! Wow, have things really changed since our our first conversation in the hotel uh, parking lot? I forget what hotel we were in, but we we're in Knoxville, Tennessee. We we're on a, a family trip, and we recorded our first episode. My have the the times changed since then?
1: It was definitely a starwood uh, place
0: the, that's all it was a, I'm obviously a, a huge starwood member uh, now, Marriott Bonvoy, thank you Marriott Bonvoy for uh, really providing me great levels of support. Uh, my silver elite status uh, allows me to kind of check in uh, on on the app. And really makes my uh, hotel and just accommodations that much easier. So thank you again, Marriott Bonvoy, for uh, your continued support of the Lucas Askew and the Lucas Askew experience. Yes, when we were, we were talking in in Tennessee, it was I think the the third episode of the the inaugural season of the LAE. We were, we we're in the car, we we're talking, we we're focusing a lot of just. US versus Canada conversations. We were talking how universities in the US spend a whole lot more on sports than in Canada. If things changed since then, we're obviously now focused on I would say more important life things, but I would love to go back to the days where we could just talk about nonsensical conversation.
1: Well, I mean it's when you say that we're actually coincidentally filming this or taping this. Recording think, this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's I guess we're doing that too. Um, on a day of some good Canadian pride, and there's just been some good things here in the Canadian sports landscape. We have we've had the Raptors winning their first Canadian championship since 1993 in one of the major sports. That was some good good pride. And then we just had a teen- teenager uh, win the U.S. Open, Bianca a- Andrescu
0: There you go, Bianca Andreescu 19 years old, winning the U.S. Open over the legend Serena Williams.
1: Canadian sports is doing pretty well right now. We're feeling uh, we're
0: feeling some good pride. Why? Why do you think this sudden uprising of uh, of great Canadian athletes?
1: Well, obviously, in Toronto's case, they got lucky on two two levels. Basically, that Kawhi Leonard, they took Kawhi Leonard and, and took the chance and signed him for a year, even though they knew he wasn't didn't want to be there, <laughs> wanted to climb it somewhere warm, and they just were willing to pay for him for one year. And they got lucky that Kevin Durant got hurt, and and that's really kind of you know all it kind of takes in the in the NBA is all it takes is one good player can carry you to a championship, and you got a break uh, on the other side with uh, losing a star player on, on, on the opponent's team. So that's that's kind of how how it works. And uh, in the case of the tennis championship, I mean she just I mean she's been playing well all year. She's won a couple other major tournaments. I think she's maybe won the most. Uh, matches on hard courts in the, in the female game and she's just been a rising star all year so yes it was a little bit of a surprise because of her age but she's had a very solid year and there's been some other Canadian tennis players that have been doing well like, Canadian, Canadians have done well in the tennis in the last couple of years they just haven't quite broken through like she, she did in a the, in the grand slam
0: Strong hot takes from Christopher Askew there that the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA title was luck Two things broke their way. I think in any title scenario, you're going to have some luck. But uh, I think the the GM, he made some great moves. I, I wouldn't call that necessarily luck. There was definitely a lot of skill and thoughtfulness that, that built that championship.
1: But the previous year before that, Kawhi Leonard played how, how many games? So it people don't realize what a chance they took. They didn't know what Kawhi, level of Kawhi Leonard they were going to get. They didn't know whether they were going to get an MVP caliber Uh, person or somebody that had basically just wanted to play in LA was still injured and it could have been an absolute bust, but he just kind of went all in on it and was willing to take the, take the chance. So it was a little bit lucky. It's, you can't, he he couldn't predict the future on, you know, the health of of Kawhi Leonard on that. And they also have the luck of playing out of the Eastern conference where Kawhi doesn't need to play. He can take 20 games off a year like he did, and they could still be, you know, compete for the top seed. They wouldn't have been able to do that in the Western Conference. So they definitely benefit from luck, but that's like all championships, right? Obviously, as like you said, require some sort of luck.
0: Well, I'm not going to argue with you. You are the Michael Landsberg of uh, Ottawa, so you definitely know your, your Toronto Raptors and, and Canadian, the Canadian sports scene uh, quite well.
1: That's one of the meanest things you've said to me about calling me Michael Landsberg. I... I was never a big fan. I, I don't even know if he's still <laughs> on air anywhere, but I always hated that show off, 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 off the, the record. record. Oh, that was a terrible show. But, uh so yeah, I do not want to be a, associated with that person, but thanks.
0: You're welcome. Did, did you hear Cabby, Cabrell Richards, uh, left TSN?
1: Oh, really? Where, where do you go?
0: A bleach Report. Wow. Yeah, so there's, it's uh, definitely the, your top talent of uh, Canadian sports media has definitely migrated south.
1: Not to mention the Lucas Askew got uh, moved down to the
0: states and became a, a media, you know, media personality. I wasn't going to put myself in that same category, but it's been a great ride for the Lucas Askew experience. It's, given that you have seen and listened to every episode, and you you've appeared on multiple, what has been your Favorite LAE moment thus far? Well, I,
1: I definitely always look forward to the sponsor sponsorship segments. I sometimes felt like I could have just heard a thirty-minute uh, episodes on just the, all the different sponsorships that uh, that, that uh, were willing to sponsor your show. I was always impressed with the, the range of sponsors that came in uh, on your show. It was very. Uh, I think it really speaks to the high level of, uh, of the podcast that you were able to get those uh, those sponsors in.
0: You know, w- when looking at sponsors, I didn't want to just focus on one key category here on the Luke Sassi experience. It was more about just making real connections with uh, some of the brands that are in in my life, and I wanted to share with the LA faithful. The sponsors have have definitely been a uh, a, a big source of, of pride for me, and uh, you may see an episode uh, in the near future that is an homage. Uh, to these these great sponsors, every single one that has uh, has donned the LAE.
1: Well, I know every time I uh, have uh, pretzel chips from Snack Factory, that's uh, I always think back to uh, makes me think of your podcast because I, you know, the two are synonymous with each other at this point.
0: You know, it's sriracha and lime the uh, the greatest fl- flavor um, that is unfortunately no longer. I uh, still have uh, still have just. Thoughts and, and just nightmares that, uh, that they had to, to rip off. Such a, a great flavor. I have to question some of the, the decisions of cinnamon sugar, uh, buffalo-flavored uh, pretzel chips over sriracha and lime. Who doesn't love sriracha with a hint of lime? This could be a rhetorical question because I know the answer is nobody hates it. Everybody loves sriracha and lime. I
1: completely agree with you. But I, th- I thought, I mean, it seems like a good opportunity, obviously, with the podcast winding down. Yeah, I did share a couple, couple of my favorite uh, moments from the podcast. I, I definitely can say my- one of my uh, favorite uh, moments was uh, when you confused Adam Scott with being uh, from New Zealand. Uh, with, uh, in that interview, I, ha- I had a pretty good laugh when uh, you were corrected that he's actually from Australia.
0: So that was on uh, an episode of season two, the Kiwi with uh, with Sam Williamson. We were talking about golf, and uh, you know some some say mistaken, some say it was just well planted. Uh, You'll never know what what was actually going through my mind. But uh, Adam Scott is from Australia and is a great golfer, and we actually we we met him. Do we do we have his autograph right?
1: somewhere i, th- I th- yeah we have it uh he was, in a he, was
0: he was definitely no he was hat worthy okay
1: yeah so i don't know where that hat is though i don't i don't know where that hat is i, we, I moved so many times that it might hopefully it's in our uh house in uh in regina, in regina and uh our parents can bring it out for us so if they're listening
0: our parents, Michelle and Gord. If you're if you're out there, this is a, a call to you to uh, get in that basement right now. Make sure things are clean and, and tidy. The next time you see Christopher and I, we want to see those hats from the Mercedes Championship all those years ago.
1: So that uh, Sam was Sam was a really good guest. He was probably one of my one of my favorite guests listening to, and uh, I, I definitely I'd ha- I'd have a, I'd hang out with them. You think we'd get along?
0: Uh, you know, I think that there's, there's definitely some parts, uh, you do both have a sarcastic nature. Um, but if we're talking about golf, I I know you've kind of gone through some ups and downs, you know, battling the yips, uh, with, with your golf game. I don't, I don't know if it would, it would clash well with, uh, with Sam, but maybe you can get over that.
1: We'll see. But so, yeah, we'll have to think about maybe introducing me to him.
0: Okay, we'll uh, we'll put that. So that that would be your your top moment. Were there other kind of key moments from uh, from these past episodes? It can also be from one that you you were on as well.
1: Yeah, I, I would also. I really like the episode where a few years ago I was I used to watch you know Big Brother quite
0: uh, used to quite, that. I mean, the key word there: used to. No longer a Big Brother watcher.
1: No, I I gave it up to last two seasons. I wasn't able to get into it. I feel like they've they've kind of, you know, the wells run dry I think with the uh, contestants. I feel like I've just seen the same type of people over and over again, but the episode you you did, uh, I don't know if you did multiple ones with with Kelsey, and just the seriousness of those discussions uh, always made me kind of laugh because I also was pretty serious into the show and and uh I really liked listening to your conversations. The way you guys really broke down those characters was 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 pretty good
0: you have not heard a big brother episode since uh this current season not not its finest i will will give you that i've stuck with it uh have been watching and and keeping up and will continue watching big brother until it is pulled off the air for multiple fcc violations but uh i'll be there through thick and thin You will see. I'm. I'm not asking you a lot of questions. I'm really just commenting and, and really waiting for for the banter. You know, this is what happens when we we don't talk for eight weeks. We 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 lose this. You know, we, not that we lose this. We can have that too, but this is just. Uh, it's not quite there.
1: Okay. Well, I I guess I was expecting a few more you know questions because I felt like I was being you know you know interviewed as the host, and I sometimes feel like I'm. You know, directing the conversation. So again, I sometimes get confused of whose podcast this is. And but you know, may, maybe with the the close of the LAE podcast, maybe I can do a spinoff podcast of my own. Get enough fans. The, think I can get enough would fans? It be, would
0: it be the Chris Askew experience, or would you have more of a, uh, a a new name and a new brand that you would focus on?
1: Um. Yeah, I think I would probably try to get a new new uh, a new name and a new brand. You know. Give, I gotta get my own identity. I don't want to be, you know, following in your concept.
0: Lucas's older brother, which yeah. most people know you as. So what what would be your your focus? Like what would what would draw the audience in?
1: I, I think what like as I've gotten older, and I think what people kind of uh, I don't know if they like about me, but they sometimes get a good chuckle about me is I I like to go on rants because I I'm, I'm always annoyed with. The, the decisions being made by our politicians and uh, people people in the world being so oblivious to certain kind of things that um, that I'm always going on r- rants and getting upset at people and uh, decisions so I think I can make a podcast where I just kind of vent and it might be therapeutic for me and, and people could maybe uh, get a get a few laughs and get some insight into uh, what I'm thinking about
0: or- Ask Use Rants could be something that uh, working title, obviously, but could be something in, in your future.
1: Yeah, and and that way I wouldn't even really need to worry too much about you know guests. I can just kind of when you know, and it could, and it could be one of those ten you know ten minute podcasts, ten fifty minutes short kind of podcasts that uh, just when I'm feeling uh, kind of angry about something, I can just kind of let everybody know
0: about it. If you were recording your first episode right now, what's the hot button issue? We're not going to let you go 10 15 minutes right now ranting uh, because I, I would lose some of my my loyal LA faithful listeners um, but what would what would be that one topic?
1: I mean I think we lost half of the listeners when we spent 10 minutes talking about strollers so i
0: I don't know I, I think we could have gained we, we might have lost some, but I think we, we gained a, a new new audience in that uh, in that window of time.
1: Um i mean right now i've I've been venting a lot about our traffic situation here in Ottawa, but I know that's a little very specific- I, in fact, I actually sent an email to my city council person because i I just had had enough with some of the ridiculous decisions that were being done and uh surprisingly enough they actually reversed a they reversed a decision uh and uh sent i don't think because of my email but I did get an email responding. That they've uh, changed their mind on uh, one of their one of their decisions. So um, that's that's what I've been upset at most lately. You,
0: you really take your civic duty with pride. I, I know when I was chatting with you, you sent an email to your city councilor about updating tennis courts nearby uh, because you felt they were in uh, improper condition, and that was uh, updated. Now this like how many emails are you sending to uh the Michael Fougere equivalent of uh of Ottawa as your city councilor
1: ironically that's the only, those are the only two times i i i never really you know you know ever thought about messaging uh city council before but something's going on and they're making really weird decisions like they put up a tennis net that 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 was just a string basically across across the pool there was no net to it so of course, I had to send them a message. I play on that net all the time. So, they yeah, they went and they fixed it. And this last decision was they decided to take two lanes and convert one of them to a dedicated bus lane. And that there was no, and there's probably three buses that use it. So, maybe six buses an hour would use this one lane. And to reduce it down and cause congestion was just completely unnecessary. And they agreed. And again, I don't think it was because of me, but. Um, again, I just need to point out when people make really dumb decisions that's I think that's I think that's my job.
0: I think this might be foreshadowing of of the future post child and post l a e when uh, there's a void for for people um, in getting their podcast fixed. Chris Askew's rants uh, may be something that uh, fits that fits the bill.
1: I'm just gonna have to try to make them a little bit more global and not focus on. Yeah, auto bus traffic situations might be a very a niche uh, topic point,
0: right? Hey, there's how many million people in Ottawa right now?
1: Uh, we just cracked the one million.
0: Okay, so you have one million potential listeners. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people commuting. A lot of people would uh, would like to hear that. So there might be so, something here.
1: Okay, yeah, this was good, good, good brainstorming session
0: yeah this is this is what we're here for we're uh, we're providing opportunities I think right now we're we're coming up on on the witching hour uh just in terms of this podcast so I wanted to end it like I end the podcast every single one uh, of my guests goes through this you've answered this question multiple times uh, I don't really remember most of your answers because they, they weren't really uh too memorable, but you've given different answers uh so I will Leave you the floor. What is the one piece of advice, Christopher, ask you that you would give the LA faithful listening today?
1: Honestly, I, I have nothing, and I, I think every time I come on the show, I, I tell myself I'm going to actually spend a little bit of time and think about a, a response. But I think I've been on this show enough that I've earned the status where I don't I don't need to answer that question anymore, right?
0: No, that, that you're you're making a mockery of this podcast right now. You're gonna have to give me something, uh, or I will just have to uh, make up an answer and uh, insert it in.
1: Uh, I would just say uh, again, if you if you want a bassinet with your stroller, go go with the up.
0: <laughs> Words to live by for all you uh, future parents out there, Chris Askew coming up with. Excellent parenting advice. Well, so, uh, yes,
1: yeah, look forward to hearing it in a, in a month. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what kind of state I'm in.
0: Yeah, ho- and this
1: time I promise I'll actually think
0: about the answer uh, ahead of time. I think that's what you've said your previous four appearances, and we have not seen that. So uh, I'm not going to hold my breath, but we'll uh, we'll enjoy bringing you back on the show. Well, thanks for having me. For Christopher, ask you. This is Lucas Askew of the Lucas Askew Experience. So take care, talk soon, and God bless. Woo, there we go. Well, we had some good moments, and then yeah, I had a couple. Yeah, we, it was no there. We'd flash to the brilliance, kind of like our actual careers.
1: Yeah. Kind of like our lives, just in general. Like.